back. It's another Saturday. This is Nobody Dances here, the radio show featuring Quentin and his co-host, Jenny. Say hi, Jenny. Hi. Awesome. So today we have a lot of stuff to talk about, including celebrity gossip. We have two special groups with us today. But first, we're going to get on the dance floor. So, Jenny, you want to kick things off and tell me what's going on with your life? Um, I've been sick for like a month now. Finally got diagnosed as mono. So at least I know what's going on. Yeah. Well, did you have fears that it might have been something else? Um, I, you know, I'm a typical hypochondriac, so I go through the computer and like, I don't know, chronic fatigue syndrome, and then there, you know, cancer, AIDS, everything. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So it's finally they gave me something so I can relax. Right. But you can't do anything. I can't. I have to take it easy, but it's also nice because I don't have to do anything. Right. So I can't, I don't have to do any favors. Like, sorry, I got mono can't you know oh you want me to open the door for them you know i really shouldn't because i can't oh wow so you haven't changed basically no (laughs) i don't know actually i have changed in that instead of like blatantly being an asshole people now i have you know like an excuse for it so people think i'm actually nice oh great (laughs) which is very that's fantastic so i'm I'm more deceptive (laughs) i guess yeah and you are still uh, healthy though right yeah but i just woke up yeah and we came into the studio and nothing worked so now i have panic face all over me um but so nothing's new with you then exactly right. same show right nobody dances here but uh yeah i have a new summer job as everybody probably knows and i've had to work on my people skills what's so. your uh, can you describe your summer job without giving i specifics? am a summer resident coordinator so i'm For like a dorm yes so oh i'm pretty God. much in charge of like the You're summer RA? ras no i'm in charge of summer RAs. i have to do a lot more work than the typical ra Oh, because you're like the boss of all of them? Not the direct boss, but the boss gives me orders to give them. It's very so you weird. don't have to like round all the kids in the like the lobby and like have talks about their feelings? No, but like, I have to train them on how to do that. Oh, that's funny. Yes, it's okay. very funny. So um, while you're doing this, are you are a lot of your like employees trying to be your best friend? Yes, they are. And it's freaking me out because I don't want to have more best friends do you are do you think they're genuinely trying to do it do you think they want something from you well one person that's been doing it has just been laying it on too thick like every time i see this person he's like touching me and it's like hey how's it going we should work out sometime we do you like games i have video games in my room do you think he just wants to be your friend i I hope so i think that's something else nothing more because he's probably listening to the show all right so (laughs) we are broadcasting live from michigan (laughs) avenue in chicago for those of you who are just listening and i am a young journalist and jenny is my friend who's also an artist and so this show is about art and journalism pop culture politics fashion yeah and then sometimes we argue but i don't know if we're gonna argue today because we have things going on with us right which is kind of it'll be nice for a change right maybe we'll get a whole new audience (laughs) from it i doubt it no so do i but yesterday uh i went to wicker park and it was really weird because hold, hold on a second wait what <coughs> okay i'm glad you did that away from the mic yeah i had to That's i'm sorry gross. i get that reaction whenever i hear wicker park it just kind of makes me oh you used to live in wicker park no i didn't i lived in Logan oh Square. you lived in Logan yeah Square. oh good <laughs> hi quentin oh. that's because you're tired okay um yeah so you went to wicker park what for uh, there was some type of event. There's a uh, this leader's shoe store at 1400 West Milwaukee, and we went. Was that the one that was selling Kanye's new shoes? Sure. No. I mean, I honestly got off the bus, walked in for 15 minutes, and then left. 
Oh, because I was hearing a news story about Kanye's new shoes coming out, and people were, like, lined up around the block, and, like, there are only 20 pairs of shoes, there are a thousand people there, and, like, it was hectic. Really? Yeah, apparently it wasn't happening at that store. Wow. Yeah, they, and, and he's he's uh, putting them out by color. There's, like, three different colors, and, like, only one color was selling that day, and they're, like, $200 a pair. People were offering, like... People are offering people who are like the first, I don't know, 10, 20 in line, like $500,000 either to get their spot or to get their shoes. Like, Are you serious? Yeah, it's ridiculous. But if there's only 20 pairs of shoes, how can you ensure that the shoe is going to fit when you put it on? It doesn't matter. Wow. Yeah. Talk about a that real life Cinderella fit. story. I know, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke, you guys. All right. So... <laughs> The mics are turned on louder so the audience is scared to talk because our producer. Yeah, can she's get being us, really weird. <laughs> As she does every week. So, anyway, <laughs> I decided that I love Jewish people. You just decided this? Because you've known me for like a year. Yeah, and a half but I didn't now. know I had a undying love for Jewish people. Why, why do you. Are you all of a sudden an evangelical Christian? Well, no, or? I'm not. Evangelical, but um, I have been meeting a lot of Jewish people, and they're all awesome. All of them, not one of them is a bad cookie. Really? Right? Yeah. I'm serious. Are they men? No. <laughs> no, because I hate Jewish men. That's why I'm asking. Oh, why do you hate Jewish men? <laughs> because they're assholes. This is awful. I'm Jewish, so um, I don't want to like speak, you know, badly about my people. Right. But I've only had bad experiences. But I think it's. I think I've always had. A passion for Jewish people ever since I saw that Passover episode of Rugrats. Do you remember it? No. Oh, no. I see, you said Passover. I thought you were going to say Passion of the Christ. And I was like, really? And you like Jews? <laughs> <laughs> no. Passion of the Christ was weird. One of my, I went with a large group of people and two of the people fell asleep on the movie. And I was like, wow, what an easy way to go to hell. Fall asleep during the you Passion of the Christ. Or fall asleep during Schindler's List. <laughs> I didn't understand that movie when I saw it. I think it was too young to really understand the concept. I couldn't watch the whole thing. Anyways, I have to just backtrack about the whole hating Jewish boys. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I don't hate all of them. I just wasn't giving them Some a chance. Some of them are douchey, though. Some I'll of them are douchey, but, you know, every group has their du- you know, douches. Yeah. Where it's, yeah, it's... My group has Kanye West to be our douche. Yeah, that's true. I love Kanye West. That's enough out of you, audience member. Yeah. Uh. Anyways, I have to call my mom and make sure that she doesn't listen to this broadcast. She's always, she's always telling me, like, you sound anti-Semitic. But in, we're in the entertainment industry. Everyone's anti-Semitic. And Jewish. <laughs> yeah. Because we're all self-hating. So, um, <laughs> speaking of Jews, Jesus was Jewish. Really? Yeah. You think you're going to sell that on... Well, this show? Well, I'm trying to do a segue into like the next topic that's on our list of things to do, but you're making it really difficult for oh, me. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, Jesus was Jewish. Yeah. Can, okay, so <laughs> good luck with crossing that over into another topic. It's the topic. You said Jesus is overrated. What the hell? Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I'm starting to think that he is overrated. <laughs> why, do you, why do you feel like he's overrated? Because I, <laughs> I was sitting down in the lounge and this girl comes up to me. She's like, Quentin... I got baptized and I was like, okay, great. She's like, we're going to have a party in the media room. You should totally come. Like my life has changed. So I was like, okay. So I go into the media room and I'm thinking there's going to be food. Of course it's not food, but there's Bibles everywhere. And I sit down and they're like, they everyone's edible? like, Were they edible Bibles? No, oh. 
Oh, that's too bad. I don't think I would want to eat an edible Bible. <laughs> kind of cult. But uh, <laughs> sat I'm down. Joking. Everyone's just talking, like testifying about how great God is and whatnot. And then um, I noticed uh, one of my friends, she's uh, a lesbian. She walks in because um, someone had invited her. And we're sitting at the table. And so they're talking about God and Jesus and love and all this other stuff. And um, one of uh, the people at the table, they start talking about how they help one of their friend convert to Christianity. So we were like, wow, this is a very powerful story. And then my friend says, well, how do you guys feel about homosexuals? Because I'm a lesbian. And literally, (laughs) I'm a lesbian. What? All six people at the table. Just slowly turned their backs on her. Really? And I was like, I was like, wait a minute. This is scripted. This is scripted. This is not really like they literally like in sequence. I could like hear the background music like dun 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 dun. Yeah. It was like you guys so mean. And then for the past couple of days, they've been trying to like hunt her down, like, hey, how's it going? Do you have time to read the Bible with me? I want to convert you. Hmm. Like, that's the lost cause, guys. You it's, it's ruined very, her. Yeah. It's very interesting, though. Like, there's there's still people who believe that it's a choice to be gay. Right. And that it can be cured. Like, people are still, like, sending their children to, you know, therapists and stuff like that. Really? And doctors, yeah. But don't the therapists know? Not all of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean... Do they check their email? <laughs> Do they watch YouTube? hello um <laughs> yes right so um so wait, wait 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 speaking of uh having no rights uh what happened to your cat <laughs> <laughs> let me just say that she still has all of, you know the majority of her fingers i do not promote decline but i did get my cat spayed oh no which is good okay because she was you know bleeding all over the place she became a woman and then I brought her back. So, so now <laughs> So now she's basically a child forever. Wow. Which so is nice. It's like it's like you, the people that always want to have puppies, like she'll always be a puppy. Right. Cat. So you just converted your cat to Christianity. I I converted her to kittenhood. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's either that or like keep her from eating so she doesn't grow, you know? Right. Yeah. I have to keep her You would actually do that to your cat? I actually I I, I mean, I hate cats, so I condone it. I actually have kind of been hoping that she wouldn't gain weight, but... Oh. So I've been calling her, like, a fat bitch if she uh, does anything wrong, just to kind of <laughs> wow. get it Wow. You sound like Sadiq. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, no, it's just because I want her to, you know, get that, like, negative reinforcement so that she doesn't do something, I otherwise she'll think agree. she's fat. Yeah. yeah. I don't like fat cats either. So, um, the blog has some changes coming up. For those of you who've been like watching it, we've gone through this long process of uh, changing the layout and the design and stuff like that. But uh, it's officially done for the most part. Uh, there's gonna if you click on the radio show, you can get information about the radio show and all of the podcasts that we've done. This is episode 14, past shows, and you can connect to all the details of the blog, including information about our guests and our co-hosts, which is fantastic. So, Ginny, you know. I'd finally be able to get the props that I deserve. Right. Because right. this is like your fourth show? Yeah. Congratulations. I Thank didn't think you. you'd make it this far. Yeah, I brought chocolate milk to um, celebrate. We'll be celebrating outside of the booth because we can't have it inside. Right. Right. Or food. But, uh, yeah, so 
I hear that you've been uh, researching classic salsa music. Yes. What is this about? What, what's classic salsa music? It's more it, like the the original stuff that I mean, like it started in the 1970s. Actually, at the same time, salsa dancing. It's actually from the 1970s, and, and like that's when salsa dancing started. Not the music itself, but right. I'm researching the 70s and ahead because that's oh. when it like the dancing blew up. Okay. It started the same time as the hustle. Isn't that crazy? You think of salsa dancing, you don't think of hustle. Actually, a couple years ago when I was still dancing with the salsa company. Did you hear something? No. No. Okay. Anyways, a couple years ago I went I went to Puerto Rico to do a, a salsa festival. It was actually a salsa hustle festival. Really? Yeah. It was half salsa dancing, which is like totally fast paced and everything, and then <laughs> half hustle. Like it was all like young Latin people and then all these like middle aged white people. Wow, that sounds fun. It was kind of fun, yeah. I mean it was Puerto Rico, so Oh cool. No complaints. Awesome. I got a really nice um, sports bra. Are you wearing it? Not, no. Well, there you go. Well, I'm not really doing any activity because I'm sick. Oh, that's right. right. And therefore ruining my summer because yeah. I have no one to dance with. Well, you haven't anyone to dance with all winter. What? That's why the name of the show is Nobody Dances Here. You know that, right? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So why don't you think about that? We're going to take okay. a break. Great. Uh, for those of you just tuning in, you want to stick around because we have more talk and banter coming up the band that you're about to hear is called paper thick walls and they're in the studio for an interview so enjoy it while it lasts when we've died and our lips are bloom they will write a thousand novels when we've died and our lips are bloom they will write a thousand novels ah, 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 ah. Pages and pages of violent regret Pages and pages of how I once lost you Pages and pages of violent regret Pages and pages of how I once lost you ah, 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 ah. Commissioned on the banks of Sicilia I'm ordered to honor my country I'm fighting, I'm fighting to stay alive For you and not for my country For you and not for my country For you and not for my country Yes, I would kill for you 
Talented group with us, Jablonski. Yeah. <laughs> you guys excited to be here? We've got the mono mic. <laughs> you do have the uh, mono mic. Hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys are afraid to touch the mic? Yeah. Are we yeah. close enough? No. Oh God, I'm this? sorry. I thought we were because it was sensitive. Is okay. Not, Is this good? See, you're perfect where you are. Is everybody happy? You cannot contract disease at that distance. I <laughs> assure you. Uh, can I can I make out with my scene partner? Can we just harmonize right? for a second? Even though we ain't got <laughs> money, <laughs> I'm so. I'm sorry. Okay. Tour- Never mind. I thought we were gonna we sing the tourist copyright song. Copyright we wrote right? a tourist song. This you time. wrote a tourist song? Yeah. No, we're not. No, we didn't. Because you don't want to perform it. All right. <laughs> so, it's a work in progress. Jablonski, what yeah. the hell is that? Um, we are a sketch group. Uh, we do sketch uh, old school. It's actually a very much a Chicago art form. Uh, when you look at Second City up through uh, the review Pinata Full Bees in 92, 93, what we have is we have um, people, uh, we have sketch being formed through re-improvisation, and now they've kind of moved away from that where they'll write and they'll come in with an idea and then re-improvise on the idea that's written and then they'll go back and they'll rewrite it. Uh, but what we do as a process is we re-improvise and re-improvise and re-improvise the same scene until we've done it a million times and there are 50 hours of 50 hours of character behind each of these characters that are on stage for two minutes. Oh, that sounds like my dream job. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, that's and then we text each other when we're drunk and high. And that's where we get most of our material. Absolutely. That's yeah. good to know. Yeah, it's so. pretty fun. So, what drives you guys to do this? Like, what says what what voice in your head is telling you, "Hey, this is what you need to be doing You're, right now." You should be doing comedy, right? Or, um, I think for Shara, it's mostly the fact that her father never really approved of <laughs> her. It's kind of the same reason she's a skank. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, it's mostly weight issues yep. um, and fear of never being loved. Oh wow! Uh, so that, and he has a really small penis. Really small. I'm I'm Irish through and through. Yeah. What's that? Me and Jeannie had a fight. Okay. Oh. So <laughs> she won't talk into the mic because she's afraid of getting people sick. Quinn just shoved me. <laughs> I did. And he's black. And a quarter Latino. But conviction. <laughs> that's besides the point. Let's get back on track. Mexican action. Jablonski. So you guys have this really neat process of improvising, writing, then improvising again, then writing. Um, what have you guys ever failed? Like have you ever done anything that hasn't been funny? Oh god, yes. That's <laughs> uh, we do a uh, we do a sketch show every Tuesday night called Sketch Test at the Chicago Center for Arts 8 p.m. every Tuesday. Always free. Always free. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we we use that uh, Second City had the advantage of after every one of their written shows they would have an improv set that would they do like somewhere between half an hour and an hour and a half of improvised material material they were working through so we we don't have anything where we can replicate that so we created this thing called sketch test and uh, it's we basically were, an open mic for sketch groups so we'll book like four or five groups every week and you put up material in the works so yeah. generally John and I will come up with an idea and just sort of improvise it on stage right so when you guys say that you created it do you mean like you too or that I O created it um, our show has nothing to do with I.O. We're simply putting our show up at I.O. Oh, okay. The Chicago Center for Performing Arts is also a theater that we both perform in and work at. I perform there, and John is working on a children's program there um, Wait, called Scribble. this John? This yeah. John. Is working with children. A children, yes. He's going to be teaching children. That's right. That's amazing. Isn't it cute? <laughs> <laughs> Very uh, tormented little children. Was, no, uh, have they met him yet? Uh, no, they haven't. Okay. We don't have. Uh, He's just writing the program, and then we're gonna keep him in office and not right. see any. John's a good guy. John's a good guy. We're just making jokes. As long as they give me a salary, I don't care. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. I'm so it's cool. Like you're fostering like the up and coming improv community in Chicago. It seems like because you're yeah, creating all these places. Well, the improv community is kind of already fostered too, um, and exploited. Uh, I it is. Have said that. No, no, you shouldn't have. Um, um, it's true though, isn't it? It, you know, it is. It really is. I mean, there's a lot of big institutions. and um... The sketch community, on the other hand, if you want to put up a sketch show, what we do at Sketch Test is we give people a chance to do something for two or three weeks and try it out on stage. Normally, if you want to try out a sketch, you have to come up with an entire running order. You have to come up with a whole show worth of material, and then you usually have to sink about 500 bucks into, into getting, getting a, space. a space to do it. And there's not really a home for sketch comedy. I mean, Second City is sketch comedy, and they teach short-form improvisation, um, among other things. They How, teach sketch. Right. Yeah. However, they it's not. Uh, they have their Donnie Skybox stage, which is great, but you still have to rent that space right. out. Um, so Sketch Test is uh, kind of trying to get a lot of the sketch artists down to Chicago and Halstead, which is outside of like the little uh, improv hub, of which is Belmont like, north and, and Wells up right. to. 
right. the annoyance on Broadway. Yeah. Um, so getting people down there and being like, you know, this is going to be a home for sketch comedy. We're putting up a lot of sketch shows at the, the pub theater company is uh, what's doing that down at the Chicago Center for Performing Arts. Um, but so. getting back to a point which I thought was interesting, uh, we, we've had a number of failures. Um, I we think have. the most massive of which, the one we refuse to let go, is, uh, <laughs> we have this idea. Maybe we shouldn't talk about it's our bad business. sketches. It's called business. We think it's hilarious. You're right, exactly. And the whole let me is, be the judge of that. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we'll do, we'll do a short. We'll do it's a not going to be funny via via radio. Understand that when we start saying business, we have our Fing- fingers finger over mustaches. our faces. Those mustaches. Okay. <laughs> hey, Carol. Oh, hey, Jack. Hey, uh, it's uh, time for the business meeting. Oh, great! I'm excited. Great. Okay. Pitter patter, walking into a different room. Uh, are you ready? Yes. Business, 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 business. That was a really good meeting. Good meeting. Good meeting. Thanks, Jack. And we have tried that time and time again. Holy Lord. Yeah. Let it be known on the record that they are. Fingers are pointing in the air and their hands are flailing all over the place. I love it. <laughs> um, so, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like a real business meeting, right? But then the brilliance of that is like we, we run into a business every once in a while, but then we also do a scene like uh, our uh, one of our scenes that we've performed for quite a while now is Adam and Eve, and Adam and Eve is the whole idea. Adam and Eve wake up in the Garden of Eden and they realize that there's been no existence, so they have nothing to talk about. Like, they're just bored. They, they meet each other. They're very excited to see each other for the first time. And then it quickly dies off. And then uh, right. it's sort of this awkward interaction, which most of our scenes right. revolve around. And, Dying uh, off? Uh, uh, awkward awkward. interaction. Oh, awkward <laughs> endings. Good at awkward. Um, Wait, this yeah, got really awkward really, all yeah. of a sudden. Oh, God. That's so weird. Is my You're both really attractive, by the way. That is not true. I think so. <laughs> you are a chubby chaser, it's, Quinta. It's, <laughs> it's radio, though. Everyone's attractive. That's right. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, yeah. Uh, seriously, uh, good. Uh, Shara has a massive hair lip. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it almost goes up to her eyebrow. Uh, oh wow! And I thought a Google that eye that actually always points north, which is weird. I'm glad you're yeah. talking about it because I was looking at it and I didn't want to like. I was trying to. You don't want to point it out. Behind it, I was just like, so you have a really pretty eye. <laughs> just <laughs> one of them. Just yeah. one of them. That, that one a, is gorgeous. It's a really great candy bowl if you just lay her down flat. <laughs> it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like to do favors for my friends, you know. Wow. Ribbon candy. Mm. Delicious. Snarf, snarf. <laughs> I'm kind of. This is roughly what everyone. This is what our conversation. So, <laughs> so uh, Time Out Chicago said, "Spot on." The two-person Jablonski team nailed it. We did. Yeah, we did. Um, so, we it's went, just you two. Yep. Yeah. Just the two of us. Wow. We in power terms, couple of Chicago. We uh we did go up we before are a really shitty group. Comedy. So it may have only been comparatively. Married. Yeah. Right. You keep talking us down. I do want to segue a little bit because um we have a lot of college listeners. And a lot of people trying to figure out what they want to do with their life. But uh, we went to Loyola together. We did. Yeah. So how do you think your college experience prepared you for what you're doing right now? Um, well, uh, I I was born a Catholic and I was raised a Catholic. I was actually in seminary for a little while at Loyola. Whoa. And the uh, Loyola turned me into an atheist fairly quickly. Um, yeah. Um, I think that... <laughs> I mean, I think that they give you the tools... I mean, the problem with the Jesuits has always been they educate you too much. Um, and Yeah, they over-educate you. <laughs> yeah. 
and 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 the other thing is like I'm like I um the I I went to Loyola because I was like this is gonna be progressive education and then I realized that it was progressive education in 1200 and since then the Jesuits haven't been doing a lot of progressing <laughs> and uh, I have. Absolutely massive Jesus. social and political <laughs> issues with the Catholic Church, and I think that I mean you have to be willfully ignorant at this point to maintain a good sense of Catholicism. Um, but other than that, it was great. <laughs> the Ramblers were phenomenal. Um, go Ramblers, go! <laughs> at least the basketball team, at least. I don't know. Getting to your kind of foundations, how did you two kind of meet? Uh, I mean, Craigslist casual. I get okay. How did you totally yeah. meet? Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, uh, we did a. Uh, we were in a group, a sketch group for t- a couple of years together called Grandma June's Sewing Circle, which was fantastic. Um, what? Grandma June's <laughs> Sewing Circle. Um, we uh, what? <laughs> <clears throat> Grandma June's GJSC. Yeah, GJSC. Um, um, <laughs> so we did that for a couple of years, and we were always kind of the assholes of the group, and uh, the whole group was a lot of fun, and we were all very close, and we had a good solid two years together and then um when the group decided to take a break last summer um svi and i uh sort of talked I about it also just direct i directed a show at second city called gerda and shara was oh, right, right. one of my cast members and yeah and she uh i mean shara is shara shara and i i think play off each other very very well due to the fact that um i'm uh, very erudite and a prick in yes. all my scenes, and uh, Shara is very, very grounded and very much about the character, mm-hmm. and so we we you balance each other off. We really do, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's we really do. awesome. It's cool to find somebody in the comedy community. There's so many people in the community. So God. many people. God, it's huge amazing. in Chicago. It's amazing, though. It's wonderful, and I, for the most part, very supportive and and great to be a part of. Yeah. Um, but to find somebody that you have such chemistry with on stage is really cool. Like, but just you know, finding someone that you can collaborate with, yeah. and someone who's going to show up to meetings, and someone who's going to you know be the fifty percent that you need to get this project done. That's right. really good. Right. To yeah, have. and we push each other, and I think a lot of the fun about it is that John cracks me up all the time, and I think I make him laugh yes. every once in a while. <laughs> I think when he's not he hitting me. giggles. When she trips. When and, I trip uh, and fall and break my teeth, or... Uh, uh, should we tell about true? that birthday no, story? No, let's not. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of stories we can't talk about. Uh, <laughs> ah, Long yeah. list. Damn. Um, damn, damn, damn. Jot that down, jot that down. Yeah. I think the other idea is that... Um, <laughs> We don't, we never say no to each other. The whole idea that, like, no matter how, I came in with the idea of a chicken chorus. I was like, I thought it would be really funny if we did a Christmas song as a chicken chorus. And I was like, that sounds like the dumbest idea ever. We'll put it up and see if it works. (laughs) And it kills. It kills every time. So, and a lot of our sketches. It's retarded. I mean, thoroughly retarded. (laughs) I mean, it is. It's literally rubber chickens taped to a table. And with crappy tape. tape, like scotch tape, and us <laughs> awkwardly carrying it out and then balking the carol of the bell. And you're sitting there doing that, and people are laughing hysterically, people and you're like, are you fucking so kidding funny. me? You find this funny. Okay, I'll keep well, going. And, there's, and that's the thing, too, I think, with, with the community, the uh, comedy community being so big, improv and sketch and stand-up is all over the place. So Wait, um, stand-up? Where can you see stand-up? Um, Chicago and stand-up doesn't seem like it goes together. No, Lakeshore Theater is ma- having a massive, massive renaissance in uh, alt stand-up right now. Shuba's at 8 o'clock. There's a show called, uh, or I'm sorry, at 9.30. The sign-up's at 8. Uh, there's a great show produced by a very good friend of mine, Jimmy Fritz. Um 
and uh, it's it's called Your Sunday Best, and you can see comics there. I mean, they're just the amount of comics that have come out of Chicago recently, especially stand-up comics, is huge. Uh, Robert Buscemi, T.J. Miller, Jared Logan. I mean, all of these guys are just absolutely brilliant, and there's great guys still in the scene. So right. you've really done your homework then. I, um, I did stand up for about a year and a half, so I got I got pretty involved into that community, um, and then Cher really knows the improv community better than I do. So, Jablonski. Jablonski. Now I know there's like a there's a John and then Lasley. Does it have something to do with that or? Uh, In that show that I directed, Gerda. Well, first of all, we started doing these scenes, and we started. We I'm just sorry. did four hours of rehearsal every Monday, and we just did improv, 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 and uh, we ended up with all our scenes being horrifically awkward. And uh, <coughs> there was also a person. In our sh- I'm so distracted. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Me and Jenny are sexually harassing each other. It's all right. But uh, continue. Yeah. It's kind of hot. Yeah. <laughs> Get into no, it. Oh, shh. We don't have to talk. <laughs> yeah. Embrace But we do have to talk because it's a talk show. Oh. And I need my own uh, TV show. I'd like show to see some nipple. After this. Is what I okay. want to say. I can, bring, I can bring my horny. cat over. She's got her stomach shaved completely. Yeah. <laughs> Kitten nips. Yep. <laughs> Kitten titties. Kitten titties. <laughs> Kitten titties. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually, if you come see our show, Kitten that, Titties that is a concept is that we fairly thoroughly explore. Yes. <laughs> uh, wow. Kitten Titties are those little perfect tits. Like, you, have, like, you have kitten titties. They're like, yeah. Genie like <laughs> has kitten titties. Flesh grows over them. Yeah, and they're just like cute and little and pert at all times. They look like two little cherry pies. I wish I could take credit for that. Titties. <laughs> no, I'm serious. That was, that's titties. all. Quentin actually had his hands under my shirt, was holding him up. I, I want to say it too. Kitten titties. Kitten titties. Kitten titties. This is fun, Jenny. Try it. Try it. Titties like a kitten. Kitten titties. No, you gotta get into it. <laughs> you you need just to be killed the game. About those kitten titties. All right. So, do you guys have anything to promote? Uh, so, we, our uh, our show that we have coming up is uh, at ten thirty at the I.O. Theater on Chicago. On oh my god, on Clark, Clark and, and Addison. Av- Addison. It's I running work there, and I don't know. <laughs> It's running July 16th through August 27th uh, at 10.30. We're running with a That's great a Thursday, you idiots. Thursday, Thursday. night. Um, we, we're running with a great group before us who has the 8 o'clock show called Dominizuela, and they do, uh, it's a two-woman Hispanic uh, sketch show. They're absolutely phenomenal. They're great. Our director is Brian Posen, who directed Cupid Players. No way. Brian yeah. Posen. You know yeah. Posen? Yeah. Uh, he's a short little He's dude. always Posen. Yeah. Oh, actually just thought of that just now i did because i too have a background in improv Uh, um but yeah posing posing's phenomenal and he's uh yeah so thursday nights july 16th through (laughs) august 27th you lost your confidence there john john. meter (laughs) (laughs) wow thank you guys thank you thanks so much all right so, for more information about Jablonski, a.k.a. the Inventors of Kitten Titties, you can check out the blog at nobodydanceshere.com. We'll post all their information, including their show dates and what they've been up to for this uh, summer in Chicago. Uh, I didn't say this earlier, but if you did want to call us at the station, assuming that the phone lines work, you can call us at 312-345-3805. Again, 312-345-3805. Can you guys say it one more time, Kitten Titties? Thank you. All right. Transitioning, having 
our next guests come up in a little bit. We're going to play one more of their songs called Nyquil. This is Paper Thin Walls. Um, almost oh crap. Paper, paper, paper thick, thick walls. Paper thick walls. In my head, I was like, "Don't say Damn what it, you want to say." Damn it, Damn it. They hate me. They're okay, really upset now. Start over. Start over. Start right. over. Quick, quick, quick. Reverse. Reverse. All right. Okay. Coming up next, we have paper thin walls. Are you serious? Are you, paper thick. It's so, on the page. Okay. We'll, we'll be there. We'll, the we'll come back and we'll get the name correct. I'm paper very sorry. thick walls. Yes. Paper thick walls. Right? Yes. Paper thick walls. I okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I told the sun to stop traveling and find some rest here in this room I built him a fort with cozy blankets and a pillowcase where he couldn't sleep and you're at the center with baby powder to mend his wounds and take Splendors, and I'm at the back with a Polaroid camera to capture the light as you burn brighter and the sun is jealous of you and the sun is jealous of Your eyes are thinking And would steal his chest And your voice is numbing And your lips are like vacuuming And your hands want a thumb more And your ears are elderly And then black holes stop by And reverse himself Whoa. 
was a lovely song by Paper Thick Walls. I said it right. Yeah. Yay. All right. So make sure you you're talking right to the mic, time. even though it's the mono mic. <laughs> <sighs> it's not the mono mic because you're hogging it. What was that? <laughs> nice giggle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have in the studio right now this really good group called Paper Thick Walls. And do you guys want to tell us about yourselves a little bit? Like what your music's about and how long you've been together yeah i'm sorry kate's pretty mute usually she just looks Shut at me up. and makes faces whatever we're folk <laughs> we're indie folk band <laughs> yeah. oh let's get indie out of it i don't want to use the word indie oh, well, anymore okay folk it's called folk, folk rock, rock. whatever dude it's like indie <laughs> folk that's what we uh, classify ourselves as anyway. um, <laughs> we don't uh, use labels in I 2009 mean, I swear. right yeah okay i mean kitten titties <laughs> exactly you guys should write a song called kitten titties no no okay yeah i'm sorry um, right. uh yeah uh we are a folk band i play piano and eric plays guitar we're both the writers so we're representing our band uh we have a cello player um uh, another guy who plays banjo accordion and we mandolin and mandolin, yeah, his last name is Ballsley, so we call him Ballsless. Wow. And we have a drummer as it. well, and I play trumpet too. So it's got you play lot, trumpet. It's got a lot of folk aspects in it. Yeah, the last song you heard that trumpet on it, that was me. I play the oh. saxophone too. And he plays the saxophone too. Wow. Yeah, we're talking about all of our instruments. Well, shit. I mean, <laughs> I also just... hit like the motif sometimes. Oh yeah, and we're also <laughs> we're also the producers of all of the music. That wow, you guys are really yeah, going to world. make this thing happen. Yes. You guys are hustlers. Yeah. <laughs> but, Katie, I know that you were solo because we were Facebook friends a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. I used to go by my full name, Catherine Shell. Uh-huh. It's just a solo thing that I do. It's my other project I have, and it's now Kate Shell. So if you guys like want to check it out, it's myspace.com slash Kate Shell. Eric also has a band, too, on uh, another group that he's in called Glasgow. And we actually met through our those projects, like through a producer. We had a core, uh, the same producer, mm-hmm. Stephen Clark. And yeah, we didn't meet at Loyola or anything. We met through music. Right. <laughs> that's the, that's like the purest way to do it, though. That's what? It's the purest way to it meet is. through music, not, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we found I'm, out that we were always uh, at the same parties and we always had the same friends and we had the same producer for a while. We had, it was really weird that we never actually met. Yeah, it was. Until I asked her to 
playing with me. Yes. Yeah. Wait, we started. We started writing. We started writing. We started writing. Uh, yeah. Okay. He said it's so sly. Nobody caught on to it but me. We started writing together about a year oh, and four months ago, like last January, two thousand eight. Yeah. Right after Christmas. December. Yeah. Well, whatever. Oh, cool. Christmas. Um, so. Christmas is fun. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We're going to make this as fun as possible. So you both have your own project, and then you have a project with each other? Mm-hmm. And, and this is, yeah, Paper Thick Walls. But she's always had her solo career, and, and I always had Glasgow for three years. Which so is my this other is band. very new project. So, so what? I mean, How new is it? How long ago did you guys... Oh, hey, yeah. Yeah, we just finished mm-hmm. our album, so it's 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 really new. We haven't even got it printed or anything yet. What's interesting is you hear the uh, influences of both of our projects combined into one with this group, which, you know, makes it very interesting and intriguing to listen to. Yeah. And this is, like, your full-time gig like being able are you able to support yourself fully as musicians oh or? god no i mean <laughs> we both have jobs or whatever yeah i got a nine to five dude. i mean doing what i'm really curious <laughs> i work for a publishing company okay that's okay. a that yeah. sounds like a cool gig it no does. it's it's all right uh, i'd rather play music yeah so. okay. i mean but we're, both, <laughs> we're both supporting ourselves like to live but yeah. this is definitely like the first thing for us both yeah right and we help you each know. other out when we can like with meals uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, we're like if I run out of money, you know, she'll buy me a uh, pasta dinner, and, some and then I'll pay her back once <laughs> I get my next paycheck. So you guys are like friends. Survive. You yeah. guys are like friends. More like family. That's like how bands really work. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. You know, like family. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what's your next big project, would you say? Or like your next big... I mean, you've, you just finished your CD and you're probably going to start promoting that soon. Do you have any ideas for like the next theme that you're going to be working on or... Next theme? The next... You mean the next album? Yeah. Whatever. I mean, well, yeah. But I mean like if like albums, sometimes that people like do themes for their albums. Mm. Like you oh, guys well, do storytelling. Yeah. Well, the album for this is... We called it... what? This is a novella. No. Or a thousand, thousand novels. novels. Yeah. Well, we haven't really pressed it yet. You know, so. it's 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 basically what we are as writers. We write fiction, so it's a bunch mm-hmm. of like fictional stories in one a thousand novels. Like, that's why it's titled. And that we don't really have a theme set up for anything yet for our next album, but we do have songs. Well, basically, how we started is, um, you know, she would come over and we would hang out, and uh, and then it'd just be like, well, what do you want to write about? Um, I don't know. And then we'd have a few, you know, martinis and start talking about stories. Alcohol always helps. It helps. And then the creativity came out and then uh, we would put it to music. Now, I'm very curious. How do you come up with the names of your songs and things like your band name and stuff like that? Like, how? Did, uh, what, where, do these, where do these names come from? <laughs> um, so, so the songs or the band name? Everything. Everything. Usually the songs, like, involve words in song okay you know like mm-hmm. uh, a thousand novels that like in the first line says they will write a thousand novels and that's basically what it's about anyway you just have to keep listening to it or whatever it just the song titles i don't think really we think about too much yeah it would just take words out of the lyrics for the song titles <laughs> um and put them on to say this is what this song is talk about our name and how that came up 
Oh, our name. Um, we went through a couple. We went through a couple different names. What was the first name? Yeah, I do remember. Our first name was Fedora. Yeah. When it was just me, Kate, and oh, John Burnham. Pretty sure we were stoned. Why did you choose that name, though? Because it probably was super cool at the time. Just kidding. <laughs> um, no, uh, it was. What were we were? Uh, we were in the jacuzzi back home at uh, my mom's place. And uh, <laughs> in Indiana, it is outrageous. Um, and we, you know, there were some people like upstairs arguing or bantering, and we could hear everything that they were saying. It's like, wow, that's it. Nothing crazy. We're gonna come up with something better, and we're gonna make it up. I mean, if you think about it, you know, Q and a one. You can hear a lot of shit through the walls, so we're just like, you know, sound, whatever. And I thought it was a nice little ring, paper thick wall. Yeah. I'm not talking to you like yeah. No, I can't hear you at all. You're just swaying back and forth in the chair. <laughs> like well, I don't know what to say about she this gave shit. this really awesome explanation of the name of her band, but she said it as she was leaning towards the floor. But that's like good because back. I don't know what to say. It's a nice, it's a nice little <laughs> ring. Paper thick walls. It rings. And paper thick walls, not paper thin walls. Paper thick walls. Yes. No, we wanted to be paper thin walls, but then there was this other crappy band in California that took it. Yeah, suck. So really? Probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I, I support your cause. Yeah. yeah. We can always, we can always edit it afterwards. Day, not yeah. No, I don't know how to edit podcasts. That's why I so. said not really afterwards. Yeah. Thank yes. you for rubbing that in my face. Well, I didn't know you could, but now I will. Anyway. Every <laughs> Any upcoming gigs? Uh, um, we might have a a show at Sylvie's Lounge on June nineteenth. Or Sylvie's Lounge. It's uh Ravenswood and Irving Park. Oh, yeah. cool, Northside. Yeah. Um, yeah, we might have that show. I have to email them back to confirm it. But uh, usually we play at Subterranean um, Shubas or uh, any or, you know around Wicker Park. So if you want to catch us, uh, that's where you can usually find us. Well, we always list our shows on MySpace, too, mm-hmm. you know, okay. every time. MySpace.com so. slash paper thick walls. Thick. Thick. <laughs> Kitten titties. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I had to kill the silence. All right. So you're, like, how often do you guys rehearse? Oh, once or twice a week. Yeah, really? Is it really intense? Like, do you breathe, eat, and sleep? Music. Well, considering yeah, two bands, yeah, there's a lot of rehearsals. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a hard thing to <laughs> juggle, like with two bands having two bands, you know. Yeah, um, with two bands having two bands. Yeah, well, I don't know, dude. Uh, but yeah, we try to. I at least for me right now. I mean, in the past year, especially with this project, Paper Thick Walls, I've put my entire heart and soul into this project, you know. Mm-hmm. So, do you find yeah. it kind of like? the bands are your children and you're having trouble playing favorites or not playing favorites <laughs> that's a funny way to put it <laughs> um you know it, it never comes down to favoritism it just comes down to what's next really like when's the next gig oh it's a glasgow gig well that's what i'm going to concentrate on for that week what's next paper thick walls that's what i'm going to concentrate on for that week you got to just learn to do that oh, we have it. a caller one second Nobody Dents is here. You're on the air. Hello? Yes. Yes. This is Ira Madison. Yeah. Hi, Ira. How's it going? (laughs) Good. Hey, Ira. I don't even know what the topic is. I'm just calling from the streets of (laughs) Manhattan. Do you know (laughs) him? There's uh, Eric. 
is here, and he's talking about his band, Paper Thick Walls. Paper Thick Walls? Yes. What do they sound like? Ira. (laughs) (laughs) Are you even listening to the show? No, I'm at work. I work at Magnolia. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Okay, Ira. So you're in Manhattan, and you're rubbing it in all of our faces. (laughs) Uh, you know, implement a regular Manhattan check-in. Okay, that's great. Can you do that in 10 minutes? <laughs> do it. Call me back in 10 minutes. Call the show back in 10 minutes. Okay. All right, 10 minutes. All right. Sorry about that, guys. Whatever. He's not even listening to the show. He just thought he'd pick up the phone and call. <laughs> that's actually very dear, though. Like, just kind of check in and see how you're doing. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, that's if nice. you want to do that, too, 312-345-3805. But you have to call to talk about paper-thick walls. Or continues. Doesn't work. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, how, okay, so what I'm curious to know, how do you feel about the music scene in Chicago? Do you think it's really supportive, or do you think you've experienced better? I'll let Kate answer that one. Um, Sometimes I, I get kind of cynical about it. <laughs> you know, the reason why I moved to Chicago, I, you know, I went to Loyola is because I wanted Boo. to do music, you know? Right. So I think it's a good starting point to learn about the music industry and how to get yourself out there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I really think that um, the next step for, for me, at least as a musician, I do want to go to New York um, I used to have a publicist in New York and I learned a little bit about the city and there's better labels. I mean, it's just, it's easier to get yourself out there, you know, than it is here. It's, it's too small. Right. It's just more fertile. You know, and um, other bands out there are actually, they're not, because what we have in Chicago is we have a lot of weekend warriors. Um, and that is, I mean, if you go to New York, if from what I've heard from musicians I've met from New York, people I've t- spoken with from New York, there's not so many weekend warriors. The bands eat, sleep, and breathe it, and it becomes their life. I mean, it becomes their income. They sleep in in studios, but they actually make enough money at shows to support themselves, because there are also a different pay structure in New York than Chicago. I'm sorry, I need to um, interrupt. I'm trying to keep my questions to minimum because it makes Quentin angry. Um, what do you mean by weekend warriors? Sorry, a weekend warrior is uh, me right now. You know, it's you, you have to work Monday through Friday, and then on the weekend you go and you travel out of town. You play a ton of gigs. You play gigs on the weekends in Chicago. But what what that does is it takes a lot of uh, distraction away from the music during the week. Right. So and you, it affects your writing and. But to be immersed in that scene, to be immersed yeah. with other musicians in that have the same mindset as you that actually want to do this for the rest of their life, that's something I think everyone should experience. Okay. I can dig it. So, are you guys exhausted? A lot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kate just fell asleep. Right? No. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Kitten titties. I could never get. I'm. Oh, not I'm on artist. music. I'm an no, artist. I just mean. I just mean like in general. No, not on music. Doing, yeah, I get. So many things. Yeah, you get be, tired. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like, like, we get. She wasn't really listening to you. Actually, she was zoning out. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, we get like, you know, sometimes <laughs> three to six hours of sleep a night, you know, whatever. We're young. And part of it's our own fault. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Not really the music. <laughs> the music. <laughs> uh, anyway, you know, whatever. Well, thank you guys for coming. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, we're we're planning on having our album printed and pressed in like a month or so. How uh, you can purchase it online right can. now? Yeah, you can. The how? entire album. How? 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 MySpace. MySpace. So go to MySpace and you have to click on each track to buy it, or can you, you can buy actually it? purchase the album in whole, and then it'll download directly to your i your uh, iPod or whatever. Wow. Yeah. It's it's technology. Uh, yeah, and check out our MySpace again. It's myspace.com slash paper thick walls. And uh, we put up our shows. Just check it out and we'll let we'll notify everyone when um, the album's coming out also. Cool. So we're gonna transition with your next uh, song called Orange Tree. Do you wanna tell us about that? <laughs> <laughs> Eric, go ahead. Uh <laughs> Orange Tree. Well what we've done is we took a really cute uh, a really cute melody and really cute guitar line. Um, that's you know like real happy and, and okay. upbeat and then we paired it with um, a story about like the most um, uh, the, the most ridiculous relationship <laughs> I mean it opens with of a, a man and a, a woman running from the cops and burning their files and getting cut up in the Holy rapids moly. and then they it, what it is is it's 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 a uh, it's like outlaws you know it's like Benny and June trying to escape from the authorities and at the end they decide to jump off a bridge together more like 5,000 novels. <laughs> <laughs> Lifetime television for women. All right. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks. Thank you. You guys are awesome. Okay. So here is uh, Orange Tree. We're going to play for you guys right now. And for more information about uh, Paper Thick Walls, go to their MySpace page at myspace.com slash paperthickwalls. And you can also check out my blog, nobodydanceshere.com, for uh, more information about them. And we'll link you guys up. All right. So here's the song. And uh, when we get back from the song, song it's game time. We're just going to talk about celebrity gossip. Iris going to call us back, maybe, if he's at another break during his work shift or something. I don't know. Are you excited, Jeannie? Yes, I am. <laughs> Whatever, Jenny. All right. Whatever Orange, yourself, man. Okay. Orange tree. Woo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me down to the bridge by the lake. We'll jump off before the cops come and get us. Watch your knees as we float upstream. The rocks at the bottom would love to cut us. I heard the sirens from a place by the street. I burned all my records and I ran to find you. Bought a bottle of water and a small orange tree. We could never hide on an empty stone. by your head sit there naked while the sun comes and heals us i don't know why you chose to run with me i'm found guilty and without a belief don't worry baby don't explain it to me your hands are clean as far as i can see and if that man should put a gun to your head i'll wrap my mouth around the barrel and squeeze it i'll wrap my mouth around the barrel and squeeze it I'll be right back. 
Love the way that you can laugh with me, turn your shoulder and always reflect me. And if that man should put the cuffs on your wrist, I like the way that you would jump with me. I like the way that you would jump with me. I like the way that you would jump with me. I like the way that you would jump with me. I like the way that you would jump with me. All right, we're back. Are you ready to do this, Jenny? I'm ready. Woo. Okay, we just want to say for the record that we do not really hate Christians or Jews. Yeah, especially, you know, because there's a lot of people out there probably going to be offended and, you know, make phone calls, please. Um, yeah. Don't have my show canceled because you hate us. Right. I actually, you know, that's my own stuff that I'm dealing with in therapy. I've only had some bad experiences. Not all Jewish people are bad. Not all anyone is bad. Right. And that goes for, you know... Muslims too, because everyone's hating Muslims right now. So, but we weren't talking about Muslims. We aren't, but you might as well like since we're teaching a lesson right now, I might as well oh, say okay. that like not one group like just because one person is bad doesn't mean the whole you know group is bad. Right. All right. All right. Good. So speaking of bad people, Kimora Lee Simmons uh, went through labor <laughs> and she proceeded to tweet throughout the entire ordeal. See, it's funny because when you talk about it during labor it like makes me imagine that like she was like squirting stuff out of her vag she was i know but like that's what i think of tweet like when you say during labor yeah that's oh you know only you would do that i think tweet is such a weird word because people say i'm tweeting so it just sounds like some dirty sexual thing no No, it sounds cute yeah but uh camorally serious camorally simmons is so hooked on twitter she can't help but tweet her way through her third childbirth i'm just trying to imagine her on like what is it on her like uh, T-Mobile sidekick or something? Or she's probably something she's more like, expensive oh, than that. I'm pushing. She probably has oh, it like on her oh. belly and like you know. Ah gosh. Ah. She probably had some like cesarean where she was kept awake so that she could just Twitter while they were just cutting the baby out. Ew. Well, I'm just saying. Well, the baby daddy is Jamon Hansu. Jamon Hansun. He was right. in Blood Diamond with Leonardo DiCaprio. He was um. He's the black dude in all the underwear ads who used to be homeless. Really? Yeah. No way. You didn't know that? He, was, he used to be homeless? Yeah, he used to be homeless. In, He's from Amistad. I Give know. us us free. Give us us free. You know, I took a, a class in college called the History of Hip Hop or Spoken, you know, whatever. I don't remember what it's called, but it was about hip hop. Right. The teacher, um, his name is Alex Pate. Mm-hmm. He wrote Amistad. He was commissioned to write Amistad by Steven Spielberg. That was my teacher about hip-hop and like african-american like you know spoken okay you obviously don't care so 
Lady Gaga talks about sex in men. On YouTube. She was interviewed by a very British person after one of her concerts. And was basically talking about how she's looking for someone really well endowed. But it's not to, you know, not like she's looking for a lot of people well endowed. She wants to settle down with someone with, you know. A large penis. Who's packing. With a large penis. A sizable penis. Yeah. Because she couldn't say black men. She had to say just with a large penis. Well, that's a stereotype. I know, right? Don't smile as you say that. I'm not smiling. I, was, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no, I was. What do you know about that? No comment. So Prince Harry ca- came to um, America, and now everyone's making a big deal about it. He went to visit um, the uh, Ground Zero. Ground Zero. Yeah. yeah, I really don't care about him. He's 24 years old. That's weird to me. Like, you know, it's actually interesting age. though. But he is—he uh, was such an awkward, ugly child. I remember when I had such a crush on William, and he—I was just like, "Wow, it sucks for Harry. He's ugly. He is good looking now." And a redhead to boot. That's hard to be a good-looking redhead. That never happens. Really? Yeah. Do you uh, know any good-looking redheads? Natural redheads? <sighs> Ginger spice. Natural redheads? Ginger spice. Ginger, Ginger spice. spice is not a natural redhead. Okay. She's probably like a, you know, dirty brunette or something. <laughs> Cameron Diaz is not tied down with kids. Okay, I feel like Cameron Diaz is on this publicity blitz, and she's trying to make a comeback. But I'm noticing that she looks really old now. Well, yeah, she does. Like, Justin Timberlake was what kept her young. She's 37 years old, though. I know. She's in, yeah. a, she's in like, new movies now. Like, she used to do, like, the slapstick, like, stupid blonde girl, whatever. And now she's playing a mother in this serious movie about her daughter getting cancer and her other daughter like fighting for her independence to be able to give her liver to her sister like it's like the serious movie she totally she's like turning herself into julia roberts or something really i heard she was uh in talks to this new movie that's like a comedy though i think it's called um kitten titties (laughs) (laughs) oh god this is never gonna get old no it won't every Uh, time i hear that my chest tingles weird um so but uh speaking of old celebrities did you know that keanu reeves is 46 years old i don't think he's old i think the person is trying to um oh, make him crap. pay for i misread it anyway make him pay for um the her adult children that she supposedly had with him right she's 46 years old right i'm sorry keanu but apparently yeah, you're always young in our eyes keanu. he uh is the baby daddy to some of karen's children and now she wants you you just said karen's children karen sala okay he is the baby daddy <laughs> to Karen's. Yeah, she's claiming that he is her baby daddy, even though her children are adults. She isn't, even though she had all this time to try and get, you know, some sort of alimony from him. Damn. Okay, so it's dating back now. from June 1988 for $150,000. And it's kind of like, where was she, and you know, then, her children? On top of that, $3 million a month. Retroactive. Damn. Because you know those kids were like... They're our age. Yeah. Well, well a few years age. younger. Yeah. Yeah, you're kind of... Don't say I'm old, Quentin. I didn't say it. Because then just I'll start did. talking about other things. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. So Adam Lambert is going to be on the cover of Rolling Stone. And then the new um, American Idol judge has been commenting on his sexuality. I was actually interested about this because I was never sure. Was there ever any like distinction? I mean, people are saying that perhaps he lost because he was potentially gay or like did who cares uh clay aiken lost and he like 
it's beating whoever that guy is that he beat ruben stutter yeah Ru- see i don't even know his name he's right. black i feel like i should have known that but i don't because he's not doing anything with this life he yeah he's only beating him because he's like doing stuff with his life ruben stutter is doing nothing except trying to be what was he on like weight watchers he's gonna be a spokesman and then he gave up because he wanted to eat but no 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 Clay Aiken is actually like parlaying his talent into other things like acting right he's but an American Jenny model. his his album when it was released was like broke records Clay Aiken yes his first album broke records right but he's sunk since then Clay Aiken yeah Clay Aiken is making a lot of money well I know he is but he's not as popular as a singer now because he's doing theater I hadn't heard about him until I saw Spamalot ads for Spamalot like I hadn't heard about him well, he stayed in the ads because he adopted a kid, and then he stayed in the public eye because he came out as being homosexual. And I now he's in Spamalot, and now he's commenting on Adam Lambert. He is? Yeah, he was commenting about how, like, there was, like, this, you know, feud, this, like, celebrity drama between the two of them because Clay Aiken was saying that Adam's singing made his ears bleed. And Adam was like... Are you serious? Yeah, and Adam came back like, oh, that's nice, you know, um, he needs something, you know, it's it's cool that he's saying that, whatever, but, you know, at, least, he, at least he's getting his name in the papers, because, like, he doesn't have any publicity otherwise. Talk's funny. He his sounds hair, like a, his hair is always weird, and I don't think... the haircut of a 40-year-old woman. He has the haircut of a Chucky doll. He does have a Chucky haircut. Yes, he does. Oh, flashbacks. Funny story. So, <laughs> uh, for those... I uh, saw when I was very very young I think I was like three or four years old I saw Child's Play for the first time at Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and you know it was a big family ordeal and it gave me nightmares tell me why my parents thought it would be a good idea to give me a Cabbage Patch doll for Christmas because I opened that box I screamed at the top of my lungs so loud and ran and then my mom was like well, Quinn, you don't want to open the rest of your gifts? No, you guys are playing games today. Uh, Christmas is over for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. The Dream and Christina Milian are engaged. Yeah, okay. Does the, Is The Dream, is he Crazy the one who sings uh, Birthday Sex? Is that him? I, I really don't know. Okay. I really hate that name. The Dream? Yeah. I like it, though. He sounds like a horse. Like like someone that is racing in like a Kentucky Derby or something. Let's write a movie. Call it The Dream. It's based off of a white horse that wins races. Starring Will Smith and his son. No, okay, you just ruined it. <laughs> yes. But uh, Christina Milian, a.k.a. Dip It Low Girl. Uh, Pick It Up Slow Girl. Is getting married, but I kind of think that she's only doing it because uh, Nick Cannon... Kind of upstaged the hell out of her. And interestingly enough, the dream actually recently came up with a not recently, but had a duet with Mariah Carey. Uh, yeah. 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 So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's awkward. That is awkward. But what what do you mean by like like what do you think is going on with Christina Milian because she's blonde like she's super mega platinum blonde. What's what do you mean she's changing she her hair? Dyed her hair. And now she looks like little Kim. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's really a big deal. You don't? No. I think she's trying to... Uh, hey, Jenny, cut that out. There's no dancing in this room. But uh, That's my jam. I'm sorry. Okay. Why is this your jam? Because it takes me back to, what was it, 2008 when this song came out? 2008? 
No, not t- I mean, not 1998. <laughs> God, was, remember 2008, Quentin? God, you know that what? was a great year. It was funny because I was envisioning what was I doing in 2008 in regards to dancing, and I was dancing with you in 2008. Yes, you were. <laughs> and now not anymore because I've been sick you have for a year. Now. Um, no, 1998, it was Dr. Doolittle with Eddie Murphy. Right, and they were in this uh, dark platinum metallic room cave with yeah. bats and crows. It was Aaliyah. And right. it was crazy. Like, the movie sucked with the album. The, the I love Dr. Doolittle. The soundtrack was awesome. Of course it was. Yeah, but the movie was okay. Well, you were older than me, so... I was two years older than you. I'm I just saying. Right. Like, I was young enough to be fooled by it. Yeah, plus you're from the South. Girl, I'm not going to have you talking about my place <laughs> <laughs> on this radio show. I don't know if you lost your mind. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we're going to listen to some more songs later, but before we move into Why that Why would you say this is a song where we play dance music in the background? I mean, we're going to transition into more Paper Thick Walls songs, aren't we? No. That was it? Uh, yeah, they, they, they're here. We played three of their tracks. If you okay. want it for more information, Jenny, go to their MySpace page at myspace.com slash paper thick walls. We can also talk about motivation. Yes. Let's uh, jam to the song really quick, and then when we get back, we will have our discussion about motivation. Great. Motivation. Motivation. All right, we're back, and we're going to finish out uh, this discussion on this uh, talk show, Nobody Dances Here, with talk on motivation, finding it and keeping it. So, this is the juiciness. Right. This is the new uh, fitness, mind, body, wellness segment that we're trying to kind of implement, even though it's not totally... It's more floating 
more of a floating segment yeah i mean this summer is really just us playing with uh the format of the show and just listening to feedback and stuff yeah. like that but um so please give us feedback yeah radio at nobody dances here.com yeah but so motivation what motivates you jenny um i need to wake up early i need to have structure i'm very anal retentive and if i and i also need like a clean workspace this is for like doing art or doing anything right like, clean workspace same time every day you know and i have to do it early in the morning because if i wait till like, when it starts getting dark then i just i'll just sleep all day interesting yeah so that's what motivates you structure yeah structure motivates you i think i'm the same way i'm realizing that if i stay up to two o'clock in the morning and then i have to be at work at nine then i'm just a very shitty person and like to shit on everyone yeah then my lunch break i have a breath of fresh air and then for the rest of the day i'm just moody and then all i want to do is take a nap Mm -hmm. but you know teaching classes on top of working nine to five it really drains you well yeah you have a very exhausting so like billions do you still have like three jobs or are you yeah yeah i work for a fashion resource center i work for residence life and i work for a gym so then your motivation is probably more like in the long run what you are working towards yes that's probably what gets you through it because i don't know but the main reason why i wake up each morning is for breakfast that is my main motivation you know i breakfast is i mean people say this all the time it's the most important meal of the day it, it really is. it really is it really can put you in a good like for those of you who wake up and you just like pissy at the world yeah. put breakfast into your schedule and it not will fix coffee everything. i hate those people that wake up and they're like i need coffee like you need food right you yes need coffee food. too but like you need you need food like if i don't have food before i have coffee i'll have a panic attack i would say to eat the food first and then get the coffee to go and yeah. then hold off on the coffee until you feel like you really need it but don't drink the coffee too late why because then you'll be spazzing out in the afternoon right and then you won't be able to sleep which will affect your ability to wake up in the morning but for all those people who are dieting and think that like they skip breakfast and that's going to be like help them like that's the worst thing you do because it slows down your metabolism you want to eat as much as you can in the morning morning. and as little and none of those donuts at night none of those donuts oatmeal whole grain whatever yeah i actually you know i brought some multi-grain rice but nobody wanted (laughs) people like no one saw them they're actually really good i'll have you try some afterwards and you'll be you know i want some of your rice cake I bet you do, you slut. (laughs) (laughs) Kitten titties. We have one person left in the studio audience. Great. Woohoo. So transitioning, you know, part of like... uh, (laughs) We have to announce every transition when we're with Jenny. (laughs) You can't just like, okay, now we're going to talk about the fitness, mind, body, wellness section. You know know what's funny is that I was actually smooth with some of my transitions. And every time I I tried to be smooth, you're like, what are you doing? (laughs) So I tried to be smooth, but now because Quentin is such a child. I have trust issues with you. (laughs) Apparently. So I have to say everything that I'm doing because Quentin's like a cat that's like, he watches me go, what what are you doing over there? What are you touching? I steal my balls though. All right. Yeah, you do. But my cat is a girl. She steals her ovaries. How do you keep yourself going, Jenny? How do I keep myself going? Yeah. What do you mean? Like in terms of motivation. Right now it's really hard because I have mono. Yeah, you are. It's kind of great though. It's like the lazy disease. It's not great. You've ruined my summer. I haven't ruined your summer. When, okay, can we talk about this? When are you going to be cured of mono? Because I don't have a dance buddy. Well, I'm taking it easy right now. I'm trying to... I don't know. I'm hoping like after the month is over. So by July... Well, July is right around the corner. No, it's not. It's a month away. Oh, I forgot. I thought today was June. No, today's the 30th. Oh, wow. Today is the 30th. So, no, I'm... And plus, I need to get, like, my... You know, I need to get new clubbing clothes. 
because i can only sew so much stuff that is like this i mean i can only like put together so many things like i sew my clothing also i was i was a guest a while ago where i like i talked about that i altered my own clothing which i do but there's just some i i really want to get some new like really hot clubbing shirts okay but two weeks what do you mean two weeks like what will be dancing in two weeks no i did not say in two weeks well what did you say i said july Oh. It's not even June yet. So really, four more weeks. Well, I'm, you know, I give like a broad, you know, I give like a a long shot, and then it's more exciting if I get well sooner. But I'm honestly, I've been feeling great the last couple of days. Like You're a much, just taking it easy to make sure. I'm taking it easy, yeah. Like, cause I, I had mono. This is actually the second time. I've already had it once, and I totally like. I was so impatient about it, and I started like running around right away because I was salsa dancing constantly, and then all of a sudden I had to stop. Uh, yeah I was and it was very way. it was very frustrating because i had to just sit around and plus i was so tired all the time i didn't have an appetite so i was just a weak mm. it just it sucks especially because i'm i'm like a go i'm a go-getter honestly it doesn't take much to get me motivated but when i'm like sleeping all the time i have no structure yeah when you so. get sleepy you are a cranky cranky person really i'm yes. cranky what yes. are you doing Th- that's exactly that what you that's say. What, that's what Quentin That's exactly like. what you say. That's what Good impersonation like of yourself. If he had Good impersonation of yourself. Anyway. Why are you hitting yourself? Stop it. So. <laughs> exactly. I'm doing it on the radio. <laughs> right. So, um, I'm trying to do, like, create my own, like, clubbing style. Like, just some new thing. Like, I've, I've been, I've re- recently entered, like, the workforce, and it's actually really difficult for me to, like, go out now because all of my clothing is like workforce clothing and i look right. at my stuff so workforce it's, like, it's really it's yeah it's a nice look cute i do but like i i mean today i do but i wouldn't wear this out cl- like clubbing like i know but your work clothes are really cute we had lunch once we did have lunch once that once was, i know i felt like i was my like a, a mother taking her son out to lunch because you looked all hip and young and you had like your like ipod or whatever the kids are using and i was wearing like my suit jacket and my skirt yeah and my my clunky comfortable shoes oh wow yeah but how are you dealing with your nine to five is it getting to you like because my nine to five is i like think about suicide do you have an office job yes like i'm in a desk and i have to do things okay because there's this whole new thing of office politics that i was not used to Mm -hmm. like there's it's different because I before I worked in like food service and like you had to deal with customers and that was the most irritating person. Like, right. But now the customers are like you're you're d- like disconnected from them because uh-huh. they're far away and the real drama that you have is with like your coworkers. Your coworkers. But everyone. Exactly. But everyone like it's different from food service because people in like food service are just like jerks and they're gonna just be jerks. Right. And I think that's why I'm such a jerk. And I had to tone it down because in the office, everyone is like super oh, sensitive. Like, no, no, super nice. Like, uh, like Valley of the Dolls nice. Yeah. So it's. Are you dealing with fake niceness like I am? Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. I can't take it. Like some people, I'm just like, I know you're not a nice person, but you're b- trying to be nice and it's making this a very worker, very weird, weird. Com- yeah. I no, I think there, there's certain people actually who are not nice and then they turn around trying. They, they won't be friends with me at work. They, they'll treat me like, um. I don't matter because I don't have like the greatest position. I I work reception, and then they'll turn around and try and friend me on Facebook. You're like the Pam. I am the Pam. Oh, I'm so privileged to have no, but a I'm but I'm Pam. not but I'm not the Pam because I don't I don't really have anyone around me that I talk to. Like I'm like alone. well, Pam was always ignored in the office. No, but she has everyone around her. You're oh, so you're in another location. Yeah, but I'm totally. It's really also interesting in terms of like the fake nice, because I work reception. Mm-hmm. I'm fake nice. 
and it's exhausting because yeah. I don't want to talk to anyone afterwards because the whole time I'm just like. Well, I have one boss who likes sweet. to. Uh, she'll make jokes, and I don't. I generally don't find them funny, but she you makes so many of them that I have to laugh. And then I like it's weird because like if it's like ten o'clock in the morning, and you're jumping up and down and you're making jokes, it's right. like I really need to get this assignment done, and you're making jokes. And she like looks at me like I'm really depressed, so she tries even harder. And it's I'm really like, hard because no. like I can't be my real jokey self. Yeah, you can't because you so are I'm a just, spicy joker. Yeah, so I'm just totally subdued at the office. <laughs> they had to they had to give me a talking to a couple of times. <laughs> and, now I'm, and now I'm totally subdued. Now I'm like this like uh, lobotomized person because, uh, because I can't. I don't know how to balance it that well because I'm yeah. totally outrageous in real life. Yeah. So well, I wouldn't say outrageous. Some people are like, why is she so mean? I'm like, no, no, no. That's a personality. A sense of humor. She's joking. Yeah. Like Neha thought you hated her. Really? Because you went up to her and you were like, oh, so you're the girl that's going to be taking my place. Whatever. I was actually genuinely annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I was actually more, I was like projecting my anger at Kenyatta at her. Because I was like, Kenyatta, I thought I was like auditioning for this position. <laughs> And like once again, she just stabs me in the kitten titty heart, and like, <laughs> you know, all, all of a sudden that's all these other people. Kitten so, titties. So yeah, Niha, if you're out there, it wasn't you. I was just taking it out on you because you were the other pretty girl in the room. Yeah, she Kenyatta. is gorgeous. Like everyone comments on how gorgeous Neha is. I said besides Kenyatta. Yeah. Kenyatta, whatever. Kenyatta like wants to be the star of the show. It's it's hard to say that she's pretty because she's so mean to me. She is. Can we just like talk about how mean Kenyatta is? <laughs> she's trying to. <laughs> she's when, become like, a character of the show, like the ninja. But yeah, it's like read the script. I need your segments. Email me back. You're late. So am I. But you're late. <laughs> Which are, you can't do this it's actually the stuff that she says is very reasonable but when we give it an angry voice <laughs> she's so stern and unfriendly know, she's, she's, she's an only up. child she'd do great in an office she would do great in an office yeah hire her she's gonna she, be she's she gonna need, be she's gonna be someone's boss very soon yeah i need you to do this that and the other and yeah like, that'd be great Kinetta, like put like, me as a reference for Kenyatta. like she's great at being a boss right <laughs> she runs this yeah so i don't um like Greg didn't give us a lot of gossip to talk about this week. How do you okay? So <laughs> transition, see, <laughs> Jenny, why didn't you just do it? Because you were all of a sudden you're like Greg didn't give us stuff. And then she points to it. How do you define it? your passions? Like how how is that? That's even more awkward. At least at least tell him what's going on. Because you sound like an eight year old who's like just changing topics like. When, like, new things run by. I'm sorry. Greg is one of the people who provides us with celebrity gossip. Really? And it's usually a huge chunk of stuff that we talk about. But it this was, week... It was a big chunk in that he wrote a lot. Yeah, he did write a lot. He wrote a lot. But last week... We didn't talk about Pretty Ricky. It was so much information. And it was hilarious. Hmm. With Glennis. It was a lot of information. But uh, what's going on? Fashion style. How do you fashion, how do you create yeah. your own fashion style? The thing is, I mean, you're talking about this in Chicago, like everyone seems to have their own I mean no one I mean everyone seems to be wearing like the mainstream stuff. When we were talking about gladiator sandals the last time I was here, everywhere. But gladiator sandals came out like two years ago. Yes, but now everyone is wearing them. In Chicago, because Chicago's selling, two years behind. Well also because they, they hit like whatever um, forever 21 and they hit um h&m recently so like they're 
now everyone's wearing them. It's hit the it's hit like the consumer like middle class culture that you can get everywhere. Middle class culture. Consumer culture. The black person mainstream. Dream. Yeah. No. no. But it's um, true. Yeah. So how in like this turbulent like fashion storm of just stuff that's everywhere it's easy to get like stuff you see in the magazines it's easy to get it everywhere how do you like maintain your own style how do you create your own style i don't have any style right now like i'm so overwhelmed with my life right now that i've just been wearing workout clothes every single day and i don't even try to be cute anymore because i usually would have like my nice dry fit nike shirt my nice nike slacks you know that were like ultra styled even though it was just black pants they have slacks yeah they do like for wearing to like the office to run but Uh, they're like they're cut like slacks that's weird i know but it's awesome creased yep that's really weird yep yep yep. well actually the crease on i can't explain it but the crease that's like a racing pad strip on the side and that's really awesome see i'm having trouble with my style like i said before because all of my attire is being focused on office attire because when I first got my office job, I was... Ann Taylor! Exactly. Ann I'm Taylor go- loves. I'm going to Ann Taylor! I, yeah. It's actually not... I mean, it's okay, but I've now, like, all this... Like, I used to look for really funky things that I could wear because I have, like, usually a very funky style. But now it's like, ooh, that blazer is sharp. Like, I... That's <laughs> right. the kind of stuff right. that I get. Like, I have, a, I have all these... I'm using the dry cleaner for like for the first time oh, in my life. That's a, I Weird. have stuff that I've been trying to dry clean for the past six years. Yeah, I have a bag that I'm collecting. But I, it's weird because I thought when I took this summer job that I have that like, because when I work in the fashion resource center, I have to dress up. They will not let me wear fitness stuff in that's there. That's very cool though. But uh, it's cool that they expect that of you. Right. It's not just like a regular college job, even though it's at a university right. or not university, but. Well, a, this is a university. It's a college. Is it? Institute. I mean, I guess it's not a university, is it? I guess if you're going to grad school, it has to be. I don't know. This Maybe you should research that since you're using all their stuff. <laughs> well, I'm paying for it. That's true. By the way, get your hands off my microphone. Anyway, so uh, I'm joking, Jenny. Put your hand back on the I microphone. Was, I didn't notice I was touching it. Don't do that with your tongue. So, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, but like at this uh, job I have now, they're like, wear whatever. And it's weird. I just roll out of bed, go to work. See, my job. You mean the office job? Yeah, the office job. See, my office job, I cannot wear whatever. Everyone else in the office can wear whatever. Like, I... Why can they wear whatever they want? Because no one has to look at them. Oh, you're the face of the company. Yeah. You're the Pam. Mm, I look look fantastic every day. I look totally polished and everything. Like, it's... That's probably why you got hired, like, as an actual employee and not just a temp. Most likely. Because you're so attractive. Yeah. No, it's true. Ladies and gentlemen, if you put the effort in, then good things will happen. And I think I also look like ethnically ambiguous in terms of like I want to see what you look like with a tan. It's not. It'll never happen. I don't tan. I'll burn awkwardly. (laughs) Like I, I don't like I don't like I can't just wear a tank top or like a tube top or bathing suit and just like burn evenly. It has to be like where I'm sitting under a tree and like laying down or, or i'm not sitting in a tree laying down under a tree and like half my body is burned with like some leave pattern on it like i only get those types of things that is a new level of ugly well jenny we've reached the end of our broadcast fascinating so uh today we had a really good show we did have a really good show we had jablonski right and, and we had paper inf- oh 
in uh, paper thick walls. Right, and Jablonski is going to be, they have an upcoming event at the IO at the Del Close Theater, which is Thursday, July 16th. Sexy. At 10.30 p.m. That's the year 2009, not 2008 or 1999. Moving on. (laughs) (sighs) And then we also had paper thick walls. And to get uh, their CD is coming out, you can buy it on their MySpace page at myspace.com. Paper thick walls. The and new CD is, I believe, old weathered wooden duck, or was their new CD is called um, a thousand novels. No, I thought that was the song that we played. Really? We really did not do a good job with them. <laughs> Whatever. It's I college th- radio. <laughs> and we're very thankful for you guys. Uh, thank you to all the subscribers. Thank you, Ira, for calling once. Yeah, he didn't call back. But that's cool. It's I like so the New York shout out. Right. I'm just going to give you guys an update from Manhattan. It's like, no, we're doing the updates. You call and ask us questions. <laughs> Maybe you... I'm going to give you Iris number so you can give him a talking <laughs> to. No, I have him call back next time I'm on here when a certain guest will not be here, Kenyatta. All right. Woo! Save that for another show. Bye, y'all. This is Nobody Dances here, and me and Ginny are going to boogie on out. That's right. Sex and expensive cars that still leave you on the pavement.